Hi, welcome to this special edition of Trends Talk. Uh, thank you for attending the MMAC meeting. I'm Brian Bolio, CEO, Chief Economist of ITR Economics. We did not get through all of your questions, um, so we're going to follow up here now. One of the questions we didn't get to was, what are we investing in in Singapore? Uh, it's pretty diverse, actually. It's manufacturing, it's uh, finance, it's insurance, it's uh, wholesale trade. It seems to be uh, uh, being used as a jumping off point to uh, other areas. Um, a lot of money going there, as you saw. Next question. In a past economic outlook presentation, you were forecasting doom and gloom, we call it reality, for the 2030s. Does the COVID pandemic alter your view or forecast for that decade? No, it really doesn't. Um, we thought long and hard about it because of the sheer size of the uh, deficit. Maybe we should bring in that timeline. But it doesn't change the other um, trends uh, that were helping to define that timeline. Um, inflation, demographics, entitlement spending, um, being the others. A healthcare costs continuing to balloon be another one. So. The only thing that would the only variable that really changed was the size of the deficit, and that has more to do, um, we think, with when the rest of the world is no longer interested in lending us money than the size of the deficit. It doesn't seem like any one size is going to be ruinous. Um, we're setting up uh, a model now so that we can watch how U.S. interest rates for government debt relating to our major trading partners, and that'll give us, a, we think, a tripwire into when we're getting into some dangerous territory. But it, we look fine for now, and you obviously don't expect that it's going to have any calamitous event to thrust upon us in the next several years. You referenced a possible major downturn in 25 and or 26. Is this the same as what we've been talking about for 28, 29? No, it is not. Um, 25, 26 would be a uh, uh, more normal business cycle downturn. And it still remains unclear, um, not the timing, but the relative magnitude, as I mentioned, it depends on whether the Federal Reserve is sterilizing the stimulus impact and whether uh, another future administration is raising taxes or, or what they are doing. So you'll have to stay tuned for that, but it is distinct from the 2000, 29, 2030 event. And let me take this opportunity to answer a couple of other questions that came in also. You know, to, Alan and I will both say it could come as early as 2028. I mean, we, who knows? I mean, that's far enough out. The, the model suggests it to be 2030 is the beginning of the decline, and it has been consistently 2030 is the beginning of the decline. You'll see that uh, in our book, Prosperity in the Age of Decline, which was published in 2014. So we've been consistent about that timeline since then. Uh, maybe it'll start in 28, maybe it'll start in 32, and that could be what some folks are remembering. Um, we move on. With the COVID death rate basically unchanged, even with more positive tests, because there are many more tests, why isn't this reported? I don't know why it's not reported, except it doesn't get headline news is not dramatic enough, I suppose. I'll be even better, the uh, fatality rate is actually way down from where it was in April and May. Um, and that's why you're not seeing the death count go up along with those cases. 
part of that is because we can identify and the medical community identifies and treats more efficaciously. Part of it is because so many people are asymptomatic, I suppose, and part of it is because we've been able to isolate the uh, folks most susceptible that have comorbidity factors. All of that has uh, combined to keep the death rate down or death count down and fatality rate much lower than it used to be, which is great news. It, it, it gives us cause for optimism that the governors won't be shutting down our states uh, once again, and, and that'd be great for keeping our economy going. What impact will COVID have on urban life? Will people leave the cities again for the suburbs? Um, you know, de-urbanization is going on right now, and we can see it, but it's already beginning to wane a little bit. Uh, it, it's a reflection of the distributed workforce uh, potential, uh, and that seems to be a real trend. But I think at some point the de-urbanization movement that we've seen since COVID uh, will dissipate. Um, but some cities are going to have a hard time uh, coming back. Like, think of our rental prices for commercial office, even uh, apartments in some cities. Um, it's going to be a while before the demand comes back up to where it was pre-COVID. A lot of that's going to be a function of uh, geography and demographics. Some markets, like in the uh, southeast part of the country, are going to come back uh, more rapidly than we're going to see in some other markets. Um, have you? Uh, what about climate change? Let me just cut to that chase. Um, my answer back to you is, well, what about climate change? I'm not sure what you are expecting for an answer there. We are going to be spending, generally speaking, more money on climate change. It is um, a social issue. Uh, the money that goes there is obviously money that will either have to be created or can't go over there. And it's a question of priorities. It's a question of where we want to take our country. We maintain that it needs to be done very carefully because our economy um, is built on the fossil fuel um, basis, and you can't just pivot away from that without uh, calamitous impact on your economy. So uh, we expect that wise heads will prevail, and it will be done properly and with all due consideration. I never touched my investments during the downturn in March, and it recovered just fine. Glad you kept a calm head about yourself, but certainly not without anxiety. Yeah, hear that. Is there an indication that you might, when you might get out and sit on the sidelines during uncertainty? I am concerned post-election. But here's the thing. It, today, uh, being uh, the fourth, one day after the election, it looks like the Senate will stay in the hands of the Republicans. It still is undecided whether it's going to be a President Biden in January or President Trump, but we, it really looks like it's going to be a divided Congress. And that tends to be uh, good news for the stock market, at least for the next year, maybe two years. And remember, this stock market is being held aloft by the sheer vast liquidity uh, that's been thrust upon the world by the central bankers, including our own Federal Reserve. Um, is there going to be a time to sit on the sidelines? 
Yeah, there will be. When that liquidity begins to dry up or be absorbed or sterilized, then you are going to either want to be on the sidelines or you're going to be in, want to be on uh, our optimizer platform, uh, which we have built to protect against downside changes. So I'm not particularly a fan myself of getting all the way out of markets. I just like to mitigate risk. And that's what the optimizer model does. That is something we created here at ITR. And uh, so the time is going to come when you want to uh, reduce your anxiety by sitting on the sidelines or, or getting more defensive in your posture. Yes, it is not now. Hard to time this market, but looking at the trends, um, I don't think it'll be in the next six months or even 12 months. Displays for trade shows. Oh, man. Tough space. Until there's a widely used vaccine, it's hard to see that business coming back to anything approaching what used to be normal. Uh, virtual trade shows are going on, um, but that's a shadow of its former self. Um, so for 2021, uh, that business looks to be in tough shape. And coming back in 22, if we're right about when the vaccine is going to become more widely available and people really start taking to the air again, flying for meetings, etc. I attended your seminar about five years ago, at which time you predicted the economy would hit the skids in 2019 and 2020. Knowing the economy and stock market are largely unaffected by who is in power, what factors other than that President Trump do you attribute to the more positive outcome we've actually experienced and to what extent do you anticipate similar factors will affect your latest predictions? Um, five years ago, I didn't go back to look at five years ago. We've had that one quarter decline in GDP, 1Q 2020 as our forecast for three years. I'd have to go back and see if we were saying we were gonna hit the skids in 19 or 20 or not. I know we had a more of a downturn built in five or six years ago. And the reason that went away three years ago is because interest rates stayed down longer and lower than we had uh, anticipated. And that kept the economy uh, going stronger. Um, the stock market clearly was uh, outperforming the, what it did in the prior decade. And that also was a positive contributor. Could those factors again help in terms of our future predictions or our latest predictions? Uh, sure. I mean, the future is variable. Um, Federal Reserve says they're planning on keeping interest rates down through 2022, maybe even 2023. We have that built in. The bond market says that the economy is going to be getting better. We have that built in. Um, those mega trends regarding 2030 and beyond, those are being fed by what is going on here today. But you're absolutely right. No one's absolutely right about the future. Uh, we have a 95% accuracy rating going up four quarters. Usually it's six quarters with that accuracy rating, but there are changes that can and do happen. Any suggestions on countering the hostile position of the current federal government to immigrants and refugees, if that is a significant demographic of one's customer base? Uh, I think even if it isn't a significant demographic of a customer base, um, it's worth asking a question and trying to find an answer. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'm not that smart. I'm not a political scientist, just an economist. I can tell you, though, that 
this is something that ebbs and flows throughout our history. Uh, I'm of Can French Canadian descent, and there was a time when the Canadians uh, were put into ghettos, um, and uh, people who were here told them that they liked it better that way. Uh, there were a time when the Irish came over, that happened to them. I mean, we've been there, done that. Fortunately, in the long run, we realized that's not America. Uh, assimilation is the way to go. Having a common language or an official language helps with that assimilation. So I guess if you really want to help the situation, try and be a force for English being the language of our country. Uh, next question, economic re relevance of either party winning the election. GDP is going to grow. We will have a recession, whether it's President Biden or President Trump. Uh, as I mentioned, it looks like the Senate's going to stay in the hands of the uh, Republicans, so we won't have to worry about tax increases. So overall economic relevance, vis-a-vis -vis our forecast, not much. Um, stock market differential uh, is probable, um, but that's about it. New normal. What sectors have made significant adjustments to benefit? Well, you know, anybody who's in this digital world, you either adjusted to this quickly or you didn't. Um, you didn't try and fight for the old way of life. You moved on and found out what people want. Um, what sectors have made significant adjustments to benefit? Communications, retail. Um, anything having to do with people-to-people -people communication, really. Sorry, I don't have a better answer for you than that. Uh, next, are you bullish on water management? I'm very bullish on water management. It remains a precious resource. More and more people in the United States, um, talking about climate change, watering, uh, water resource management is very critical uh, to our future. Uh, so I remain bullish in that space, yes. And that was our last question. So thanks again for joining us for the actual webinar. Thanks for coming back to uh, this trends talk to hear the answer to your unanswered questions. And um, on behalf of all of us at ITR Economics, uh, I wish you well. We wish you nothing but prosperity in 2021 and that you latch on to this recovery trend that is here. Thank you.